Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right. Happy Monday, guys. Welcome to our rankings podcast. Uh, pound for Pound comes out today, and uh, I'm sure this is always one that, for whatever reason, even though it's kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say meaningless, but like a kind of a fake ranking, it's the one that people get the most excited about. And it, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like, yeah, who are ahead. the best guys, you know? Right, right. It's like, you know, you'll never get to see Nick Wazdowski wrestle Isaiah Martinez, but you can look at information and kind of determine maybe who's better or who's more accomplished or who's beaten better guys. And it, it just makes for good discussion, which I think is what all rankings do. Um, you know, it's something to talk about, something that, that helps fans out, kind of know who the guys are. And it's something that you can argue and debate about with your buddies. So it's fun in that way. And even though I, I think for me, these are some of the f- most fun rankings to do because you're not as, um, you, you don't have to, hold ironclad to certain processes though we though we kind of do um it it gives you that kind of a a little more freedom to put a nico ahead of nathan tomasello even though and we get comments about this every year when we do this they're higher in the individual and and there's reasons for that and maybe ben you can get into the reasons how we can have a guy higher in the individual but lower in the pound for pound or vice versa yeah you know first of all let me start off by saying I think it's always a fair question to ask when you see that it's like you know like it you know it does make your head uh you know kind of tilt a little and think about why is this guy higher here but lower here they're fair questions to ask um and I think I think you know we're gonna these are more even though there's process behind them I I think we we try to stick to an amount of of process as, as much as we can with these time for pound rankings but ultimately, that's that's kind of futile when you, in a lot of cases, you, you know, you have guys all over weight classes. So I I guess as I think about what we try to do here, we try to think for for everyone on on this list and just off the list, it's like, who is this guy? You know, who is who is this guy? What does his what does his you know career tell us if this guy has only lost to has one bad loss in his life, you know, in his college career, that means something. Um, and so it's, it's like, and that, you know, at different times will mean different things that may seem or maybe are inconsistent. Like some, in this case here with Megalutus, I, I think we just look at, at how long he's been excellent. Um, you know, in the fact that, you know, he's beaten, 
he's gone roughly 50-50 with Jesse Delgado throughout their careers back when Jesse was healthy. You know, he has a win over Nation, over Dance, you know, Gilman, Zach Sanders back when Nico was a freshman and Sanders was a senior. Uh, uh, you know, he, he has that uh, he has that pedigree with very few question marks in his career. Yeah. Um, whereas Tomasello, you know, we gave him the edge because of the gauntlet he ran going into NCAs and the fact that he is the returning champ. We gave him that in the individual rankings. It's like, I think in these pound for pounds, we really try to think about who are the best guys, and we don't want that to be only eyeball tests. You know, we've we got to rein in the eyeball test, but we try and look at what does the whole story of the results throughout this person's career say with identity changes. And you know what? It's, it's, it's tough to do, you know. And like you said, it's good for discussion. You've got a bunch of guys at different weight classes where not all weight classes are created equal. It's kind of chaotic, but it makes it fun to establish some pecking order, you know, even if it's only in our minds. You know, it's, it's fun to try and identify who are the very best guys. Right. And um, so, so our first three, I think, really fell into place pretty simply. Daringer, Gwizdowski, and, and Imar. Daringer, um, you know, undefeated champion, he was number two or three for much of last year and, you know, has only impressed since then. Nick Wazdowski, two-time champion uh, at heavyweight, looking for his third. And, you know, you'll hear us talk about how good those weight classes have been at heavyweight. They've been excellent. And so for Gwazdowski to do that at those weights twice with another year to go uh, just speaks to the level he's at. And I think probably some people, just because – aesthetics can win the day and flash can win the day may think that Isaiah Martinez um, could have a claim to the second or, or maybe you'd say the first because the kids never lost and um, you know I don't think that's a terrible thought you know the kids beaten green he's beaten real he's beaten um, Ian Miller so he, he's excellent but I think we're talking about sustained period of time. Maybe through the course of this year, Gwizdowski's been known to drop a match here or there. If Gwiz drops a match and we see Imar continue to run the gauntlet, he'll uh, he'll probably he'll probably pass Gwizdowski. But right now, I think that's the right spot for for Imar. Um, but for for sure, it's the ball is in his court and in Gwizdowski's court to um, you know determine that change moving forward. Um, with with Cody Brewer, and really the the debate kind of starts with the Brewer Dean for me. I, I feel really good about the first three. Brewer is interesting because he he really had a limited schedule. He lost to Earl Hall, but then he just lays waste to a a, a bracket a weight that we oohed and awed about all year, and goes start to finish slaughtering. Uh, meanwhile, Gabe Dean he had a rough weekend at Cliff Keen, Las Vegas, losing to Meeks and Zilmer. Um, got it together, won EIWAs, won NCAAs, albeit in less dominant fashion. And I think ultimately his close calls, even though he was fairly dominant in the finals, he was really tested along the way. Um, I think Brewer gets the nod just by how he won. Is that fair to say, Ben? Yeah, it, it is. I think you know that's a decision that we made at the end in the end of the year rankings last year where we had Brewer at seven and Dean at eight. And it's a tough one. You know, it's a, it's a tough balance. 
at guys in drastically different weight classes. Um, Dean, he has had in his two years in the starting lineup, he's had one bad day, you know, and that was earlier this year where he lost to uh, Taylor Meeks and Hayden Zilmer. And, but, you know, and if that were it, he'd probably still be ahead, but, you know, it it was just kind of, in a way, like you said, style points, um, which, you know, we don't want to give a ton of credence to, but sometimes you have to, at least when you have room to in the pound for pound, when, when Brewer is just dispatching guys in violent ways at the NCAA <laughs> championships. Um, violent indeed. Yeah. Right. You know, Gabe Dean has done nothing wrong except for that one bad day, which very few people don't have a bad day, but you know, Brewer gets the nod for now. For now. Um, yeah. That, and that's, you know, I, I waffle on these back and forth. Even right now I say, Hey, Gabe Dean's beaten Ed Ruth. If Brewer doesn't have a win close to that good, but, um, you know, then I could go back and forth on that when, if I had Dean ahead, I'd say, well, you know, he had that bad cliff Keen and Brewer's more dominant. So this could go on forever. Um, so that's where we're at with Brewer and Dean. Then the affirmation, aforementioned Nico Megalutis comes in at six um, after his year away. And really, like Ben said, this is Nico is someone who for three years of competition has just been uh, a stalwart and just excellent and consistent. And, you know, with multiple wins over Jesse Delgado and wins over Nashon and Joey Dance and Corey Clark and Thomas Gilman and a fifth year Zach Sanders, um, that is some. That's what puts him ahead of Zane, who, more or less, and, and act more or less completely through no fault of his own, Zane hasn't missed any time. He's just wrestled one year only, and while he does have the best win, he's got the trump card win over um, over Logan Steve, over the Bear. His only loss in his last three seasons. Um, that's it. To get to his second loss, I mean, Nico probably has the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth best, best wins between those two. And then Zane comes in, his second best win probably over Chris Dardanes. So when you factor that in, and Dardanes, Dardanes didn't even place that year. So it, it's um, it, it's close, and kind of my gut is like Zane is a better wrestler, but results-wise... Um, don't really say that yet. So that's where we ended up with, with Zane there. And um, yeah, uh, so that's where that's where we are through the first seven. Then our, yeah. ne- our, our next conundrum, I guess, that we kind of deliberated back and forth. And actually, right before we were about to record, <laughs> we had Tomasello over Kuhn. And then we talked about it and we just kind of talked it out. And we're like, well... This isn't really necessarily right because we were punishing Kuhn for losses to, you know, Walls and Marsden, which are not good losses, but more, more or less neglecting Tomasello's loss to Dylan Peters, who was two and out, and um, losses to, you know, he lost to Gilman, he lost to, so they're actually their losses were kind of comparable last year, maybe edge Tomasello on the losses, but Kuhn's career wins really dwarf Tomasello, having beaten Tony Nelson, Mike McMullen, uh, Bobby Telford, Nick Wisdowski. Nick Wisdowski. I mean, it's – um, and, and so that ultimately was what kind of shifted us there, um, despite the fact that Ben Golden is a, a Buckeye through and through. He 
advocated for for a Michigan man to pass his his beloved Nathan Tomasello. That had to have been difficult for you, uh, Ben. You know, not really. It's I always say in pound for pound, it's you know who knows pound for pound is just fun, but in the individual rankings, it's like I don't, I don't. It's not even a temptation to do this. Well, I don't. I can't say ever, but mostly I do. I want the rest. I want, I like I like Ohio guys in general, not just Ohio State, but I don't. I want them to actually be better. Um, you know, I don't want to make it like lie for them and say that they're better than the results say. It's like it's not. It's not like I can alter the truth by, you know, if I want to say someone's better than he is, it's not doesn't mean they're actually better. So. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it's all right. Adam Toon is is awesome. Um, it's. I'm really hoping. Actually, I like Adam Toon. I like. I like the personality I see from him. I like the wrestling. I like what a beast of an athlete he is. Um, and I hope that this year, um, that he starts to do away with some of those inconsistent losses that he that he puts on it that have made him difficult to rank his whole career. Yeah. But I, you know, I I think. And I, I hope that it helps start to put those behind him because he's he's a lot of fun to watch. He's a great athlete. Yeah, he's a blast. So that's we're through nine, then we come up on Jaden and Sertzis, ten and eleven. Um, feel feel good about those, about where they're um, more or less placed, I guess. Um, Sertzis, I mean, both these guys are national champions. Cox and Sertzis both, and. Um, I, th- I think pretty comparable and maybe interchangeable, maybe not. I don't know. I don't. Sertzis had the losses to um, Sorensen and Habit, um, but it, more or less solid. And you know, Jaden had his um, his moment against McIntosh and, and Snyder, so they both have losses to pretty good guys. So the, they're they're pretty similar. I think Jaden um, maybe just a little more consistent um, throughout his two years. Yeah, I think so too. I think Jaden. Well, and, and this is this is debatable, but I think he might have um, a little better wins with the the Macintosh. But but that's the in Hex wins. Um, that's debatable though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it certainly is. Um, so then you got Morgan. Uh, Corey Clark, Thomas Gilman, Isaac Jordan. This is where it gets especially muddy. I feel like Sertzis is kind of like the gatekeeper and, um, you know, past he, he is the line between the champs and the non-champs in a way. You have kind of a transitional period, I think, from Cox and McIntosh and then through McIntosh and then we double up. I'd like to talk a little bit about Isaac Jordan. We deliberated for a oh, while yeah. about this. Because here's here's another example. In the individual rankings, we have Bo over him. And that's because, you know, Bo had a a very consistent and good year last year, finished third in the country, finished very strong at the NCAA tournament, had a pin on the backside of the bracket after losing to Deeringer, beat Nick Salter pretty handily. Um, However, Isaac Jordan... um, you know, beat Bo in the Big Ten Finals, but, you know, wound up placing lower. And at first, you know, so in, at first in these, we had Bo ahead of Isaac, and, like, that was kind of in my head that that's the way it should be. But, you know, Isaac is a dragon player. He's, in he his is. career, yeah, he, he is. He, he's beaten 
I remember at one point uh, a couple years ago, Derek St. John and James Green were ranked number one and two in the country, and Isaac Jordan beat them both in the same weekend, and everyone was just like, wow. Now, another thing that, that Isaac Jordan does, though, he, he picks up these in a little head scratch and losses, kind of like Adam Kuhn, um, you know, that, that just make you think, well, you know, what's going on? And we, we have examples of those last year, like Jesse Stafford um, early in the year. You know, it's, it's not a pretty loss. It's, no. it's not pretty. And then losses to, and these are, these are very good guys, Taylor Walsh and Nick Seltzer at NCAA. But, you know, they don't equate so much with the wins that, you know, some of the, the bright spots that Isaac Jordan has, like the aforementioned wins over Derek St. John and James Green. Yeah, so, so, so I don't know. Yeah, so ultimately, Jordan gets on here a little bit higher because he has shown a, a little more upside, a little more ability to beat the elite than Bo has. And Bo, um, more or less through no fault of his own, um, you know, he was injured. He missed half the year. Has not had many opportunities to face the elite guys like Isaac. And, you know, when he did, you know, he lost to Isaac and he lost to to Daringer. So he, he's had his chances in a way. But really, his best win is um, probably Nick Salzer, you know, or, and Taylor Walsh, which are definitely, good, yeah, which, which are good. Those are great, great wins, uh, relatively speaking. But when you compare them to, and not that these two are side by side, but they're interesting to compare. When you compare them to St. John and Green and Bo himself, they're probably, um, they kind of pale in comparison. So that's why Isaac is at 15. And it's muddy here, guys. I mean, it's tough. Um, So it it was funny doing this, like Bo's lack of wins, um, you know, they started off side by side and we just kept kind of finding these guys, but it's like, man, I can't really compare Bo's wins to his wins, to Ian Miller's wins, to Brian Real Budos, Nation Garrett, Joey Dancer. So Bo winds up, you know, dripping lower and lower, even though, you know, we think he's awesome. You know, we think he's, if it's just pure, how good do you think he is? Uh, you know, he'd be a good bit higher on this list, but it's like the results aren't there yet. Um, the winds aren't there yet, I should say. Right. right. Um, and, but, you know, I, let's talk. We can move on from Isaac real quick here. But, you know, Bo missed half the season with an injury. And then he, you know, I don't think, I think he was still having some issues with his toe, even in NCAAs. But, you know, Isaac, some of his losses, I remember at one of his two NCAA tournaments, like he's looking at him limping through it. Um, but he still, you know, finds a way to place both of those years. So it's like, and you know, but picks up losses in the process. So some of those times where Isaac, where Bo missed time with injury, it's like Isaac has wrestled through injury, still managed to place in those times and get up, you know, but he's picked up some losses. Had Bo wrestled injured, you know, in that time he might have, you know, he might have picked up some losses. There's no way to know. But yeah. it's it's just, that's just some of the, the things that go into into the discussion. Right, right. Um, so then after Isaac, and we kind of glossed over two Hawkeyes, uh, Corey Clark and Thomas Gilman. Um, and, and I don't know if you want to circle back to them or not, but I'll just say uh, both guys with, with a lot of elite wins, both guys that actually have beaten um, Jesse Delgado, Corey, um, you know, a couple other really good wins. You know, he's beaten Gulaban. He's beaten, 
you know, Hall. He's beaten Bruno. So he's got a lot of really good wins. Thomas Gilman, in addition to um, Delgado, has beaten Dance and Tomasello, uh, who are both pound-for-pound guys. And we'll get to Dance in a, in a little bit. And Nashon as well. Um, not to gloss over Nashon Garrett. So, actually, Nashon twice for Thomas Gilman. So it's uh, th- that's where those two slot in. I don't know if you want to add anything on the Hawkeyes. No, I, I think that they have been excellent performers in a couple of very deep and, you know, exciting and talented weight classes. And so, you know, I, I think that they're pretty deserving with the spots that they have on here. Uh, and, and that's about all I got to say about them. Yeah. We have we have some Ian after Isaac Jordan, but between Bo Jordan, we got Ian Miller, Brian Robuto, Nashon. Talk about how some of the difficulty we had placing Nashon on this. Uh, yeah, really tough. Ulti- or initially, I should say, he started behind um, Joey Dance off the top 20. Then I'm like, can we really do this? Because not only has Nashon beaten Joey twice, he outperformed him at NCAA. So... It was it was kind of a, it was like how could we justify this? But it's actually a lot tougher uh, than you think. You know, uh, Joey has beaten Tomasello and Gilman, who um, Nation is yet to defeat, and you know he's beaten Moisey. Um, so he's he's got a lot of good wins. He's got this year. That's yeah. just that's just in one year. So uh, you know you you can say. Oh, Nashon clearly he outplaced him. I mean, Joey didn't even place last year, et cetera. But it's closer than you guys realize, and and you factor in, you know, Nashon's got a loss to a, um, a Zach Sinnon, and and it tightens it up a little bit more. Um, so that's that's where it was tough to place Nashon because this is a guy who was like our number two pound for pound for a lot of last year, and then just wasn't that guy anymore he just was not that guy and you know i think the people are saying it was the weight cut and and that's that's possible could have been the weight cut but um that doesn't really matter for our purposes as um you know it those matches happen those losses happen and and nation wasn't nation so if we see a return to form you know this was a guy who did not did not lose to bad guys or guys that were um even remotely behind him he just beat he just only lost to the elite he lost to you know delgado he had a loss to nico basically only losing to the elite guys even as a true freshman um but there was a departure from that so we we had to be reactive and maybe we were initially overreactive in in where we put him but ultimately um and as we're, you know, if we can pull back and look at an Isaac Jordan win over St. John and Green, then certainly we can pull back and look at Nashon as a guy who's beaten uh, Nico and, and other uh, elite guys throughout his career. Right. So that pretty much takes us through the top 20 um, in no particular order on the on our watch list. We have some some tough guys. We got. Evan Henderson, Nate Brown, Jimmy Goulibon, Ryan Taylor, Mason Beckman, and Zeke Moisey. Yeah. Uh, so and, and, those uh, guys are knocking on the door. Right. And, you know, a couple other guys that maybe you wonder, you know, Kyle Crutchmore is ranked first in the country. He's not in the top 20 pound for pound. But 
uh, and Brian Robuto is, so you may say what gives, but frankly, you know, he's beaten Evans, Butler, and Latham with losses, with two losses to Alex Meyer and Eblen and um, Wilps and Storley. So I, I, I feel okay not having him on there, but would not be surprised if he can use the momentum of last year and that carries over a little more. Um, don't be surprised to see him in there. Um, you know, maybe a Brandon Sorensen type winds up on there. there. There's some guys waiting in the wings. It's not as deep as it's been in years past, but um, obviously when you're comparing the, the best guys, it's a it's a really elite uh, class to be in. For sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah. So that's it for, for these. I don't think we're going to do one of these for team rankings because they kind of are what they are. They're not really our decisions. They're more or less just the whatever the individual rankings are dictate the, the team. But this will not be the last one of these. Uh, it's not goodbye. It's see you later, Ben. Um, we're going to do these every week. Uh, we update the rankings. We're going to do one of these, not one for every weight because we're not insane. Um, but one of those for each week, kind of keeping you abreast of our, of the changes and why we made the changes and, and whatnot. So we, we thank you guys for listening, uh, for Ben Golden, Christian Piles here. We'll see you next time.